Good evening, everybody. Welcome to an impromptu knee-jerk stream. I wasn't necessarily going to do one tonight, but one, I don't have any Newcastle players and things went really well, but a lot of stuff has happened this game week and obviously tonight as well. So I wanted to quickly talk through that. This is probably going to be a little bit shorter than a usual knee-jerk stream because it's already 10 past 10. I usually go to bed around this time. So the Spurs game isn't quite finished. Son has been subbed off. And someone in the chat has just said it's full time now. So West Ham have beaten Spurs. No clean sheets for Newcastle or Spurs tonight. Not too bad. I should also say this stream is dedicated to Dwight McNeil. When that goal went in, I was so happy. I hate to say it. I'm sorry. And there's lots of Newcastle owners, but that was brilliant. Anyway, awful game week. I'm on, I don't know, like 30 something points, 32, 33. I got 10 players this week because Ariola had a minor wrist injury. Um, yeah, Imbermo's injured now. He's out for weeks. Just so much has kind of just gone on. Son was apparently limping, then he got subbed off. Now, I don't know if that was just he needed a rest anyway and he was brought off, but that is potentially another issue as well. Uh, and I'm glad I got two free transfers. A bit annoying about Ariola, but at least Dubravka didn't go. Didn't go mad. I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated about that because if Ariola had played, he probably would have scored exactly the same amount of points as Dubravka. And then I would have just played in the next two weeks anyway. But it is what it is. Uh, you're a long-time McNeil and Antonio admirer. Absolutely. You've made a minus eight already. So the problem is, um, Gordon's probably going to go up in price tonight. So I am tempted to do Burmo to Gordon. But what if something else crops up by tomorrow? You just don't know what's going to happen, right? So I'm probably not going to make any moves. The annoying thing is Matty Cash is probably going to drop in price as well. Um, I'm kind of... I'm thinking about keeping Cash for one more week. Because I'm probably going to sell Gay and Cash eventually. But if one injury happens for Villa, like a Konza or Carlos, something like that, all of a sudden Cash would play a lot more often. And Villa's fixtures coming up after the next couple are pretty good. So it would only take one injury for Cash to become a good option again. Whereas I think with Gay, I just want him gone anyway. So that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Um, obviously, the game week's only just finishing, literally, as I'm streaming this. So nothing is locked in. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Right, let's see if we've got any questions. Um, surely Turner gets a game now and Vlahodomos gets benched. Yeah, I don't think he's done very well since he came in, but I don't think you just swap the goalkeepers back, so I wouldn't expect that to to happen. I'm on 35 points, by the way. That, that's my that's my score. Palmer with eight points, decent. Imbermo at least got points before he came off. Darwin Nunez outscored Watkins this week. I, got, I only got a tiny red arrow. I only fell like 9,000 places. I think I've had two red arrows in a row and fallen about 20,000 places in total, so not that bad. Uh, Poro was the only good Spurs player. Yeah, I mean, when he got that assist early on, I was thinking to myself, I, I really wish I brought him in because I talked about it a lot. But in the end, he got a yellow card and conceded twice. So what did he finish on? Like three points? Um, not really the end of the world, I would say. So yeah, everything at the start of tonight, I was thinking this is going to be really bad. But by the end, it wasn't actually that bad. Got very lucky. Lascelles is another player, by the way, that went off with an injury. Now, obviously, I don't know how bad any of these things are. Oh, Poro got two bonus. Okay, fair enough. So a five-pointer would have been nice this week. So Poro outscored 
all three of my defenders and my goalkeepers put together. Um, he got the same score as Haaland, Ariola, Gabriel, Saliba, and Gay. Fair enough. Uh, overall rank is just inside top 400k. But yeah, Lascelles also came off of an injury. Um, he kind of pulled up. He wasn't running freely. I'd be very surprised if he makes this weekend, but potentially will make the games after that. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, look, whatever. Poro got some points. It, it's not as bad as it could have been, right? Who gets green arrows? Probably people with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, Trippier, two bad Look, as a non-Trippier owner since game week 10, I was very happy that they conceded. But maybe he does just need a rest, right? He's played a lot of minutes so far. Um, and also, from an FPL point of view, that's his fourth blank in six matches now. So, I know this. I know when he's done well, I think he got a nine-pointer against Arsenal, a 12-pointer the other day. But the other scores have all been one or zero. And, and it's quite funny because after last week's score, lots of comments about being, him being essential again. And now that's probably going to go away until the next time he does really well. But I think I've just got to ignore Trippier because he's on four yellow cards. And he didn't get one tonight. So if he gets a yellow card against Spurs, he's going to miss one of the three really good games that Newcastle have got. So for anyone that doesn't have Trippier, you're really hoping for a yellow card against Spurs or hoping for one in game week 17. So he then misses game week 18. So yeah, Trippier has done okay, but not as... not He's not really punished that much, I would say, overall. Uh, not even saying it because he saved a penalty yesterday, but I think with the upcoming fixtures, Sanchez looks like a really good goalkeeper. It's just hard. I, yes, he does. We spoke about him before Dubravka became an option, but it's really hard to turn down Newcastle's goalkeeper when you can get him for 4 million. Like, how much is Sanchez now? Is he 4.5 or 4.6? Let me have a look here. Yeah, 4.6. Like, is it worth an extra 0.6 million to get Sanchez instead of Dubravka? Probably not. But I don't hate it. I don't think it's the worst call. I just think if Newcastle don't buy a new goalkeeper and they get like Botman back, etc., that defense does suddenly become pretty good. The, the value, there's just too much value there to go against the Bravka, I think. But I definitely get the Sanchez. The thing is, Sanchez had a really bad game against Man United. I don't think he's going to get dropped. You have a few more games like that. Who knows? He, he was terrible with his passing, basically. I mean, shout out to Man United, by the way. He played really well. Not that anyone cares about that right now. Maybe McTominay is the way to go. They're speculating about De Gea going to Newcastle. I just think that's such an e like I said this before. I just think that's such an easy rumor to speculate about. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's going to happen at all, to be honest. Said about Huang in your deadline stream, and people kept saying he, he only has two good games. He's not a good buy. Got me ten points. I don't think anyone said he wasn't a good buy. I would have preferred to go for Palmer, who did well too. But yeah, Huang decent. When do yellow cards refresh? Poro has three, and he seems to foul a lot. I mean. To be fair, he's played every single game and he's got three yellow cards. I would say for a defender, that's not bad at all. I don't think he's missed a match, right? Yeah, he's played... Oh, sorry, he didn't play in game week one. And apart from game week two where he played 87 minutes, he's played 90 minutes in every other match. I think only being on three yellow cards is pretty good. So I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Uh, I, like, the, the cards don't reset. The threshold just goes up. So... To get past the five yellow card mark for a suspension, you've got to get past 19 games 
the the club has to get past 19 games. So once Spurs have played 19 games, it goes up to 10. But I, I certainly wouldn't worry about Poro. Uh, on the transfer tips video, it sounded like you had a new mic. I don't have a new mic. I have the same mic in a different position, and I think it's made a massive difference. So shout out to Reese who helped me out with that. Um, I used to have it set up like this. I don't know why I changed. I tried to have it on like a mic arm, but then it was right in front of me, and the popping sounds were really bad. So then I turned it to the side, but then the quality was really bad. And hopefully now the popping noises are reduced, and the sound quality is probably a lot better. I hope anyway. Son looked fine coming off a bit of knock fatigue. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, there's not much I can do. Like, if Son's out, I really don't know what I would do this week. Like, who do I even buy? I'd probably take a risk on Sterling, but I, I just don't... Like, with Son, he'd have to be ruled out for a little while because bearing in mind, after this week, you've got a week off until the next game week. So I don't... Uh, like, And I want to keep Son, right, because of the fixtures and how good he is. And obviously he didn't do anything tonight. So yeah, I'm probably not going to sell Son unless um, unless there's a major issue there. I mean, the key question for me is, right, I, I don't know if David Moyes has been asked about um, Ariola. I, I didn't see anything, I didn't see any quotes from before the game. But if we don't get a super positive comment from him before the weekend, I've got to deal with my goalkeepers so I will probably do Turner to Dubravka like everyone else, apart from I'll be bringing in Dubravka against Spurs, which is not ideal and not something I really wanted to do. And then Inbermo's definitely out, so he also has to be dealt with. So the question is then, do I make do I bring in Pedro Porro for minus four to not play Cash, Gay, and Taylor? Now Taylor is away to Brighton. I just don't see Bernie getting a clean sheet. Gay is at home to Liverpool. So I could hedge my bets that Salah and Darwin won't do anything and just play gay. And Cash, obviously, I just don't know whether he's going to start or not. So if if Cash is... If the predicted lineups come out and lots of people think that Matty Cash will start, then I might just play him and not take the minus four for Poro. But I just think, given how well Villa did against Man City, why would he... Why would he change it, you know? I, I do need to deal with a goalkeeper if... They're not playing, right? If Ariola's fine, then of course, yeah, I just play him. But if he's out, then I've got to look for another goalkeeper, right? That would then become a, a kind of top priority move for me, I would say. I know that people are saying Ariola's only a minor injury, like a minor wrist injury. But the problem is, wrists are quite important for goalkeepers, first of all. But also, the next match is on Sunday. It's not like they got a week off to recover. So if he's in any doubt, I'm ju I just do turn it to Dubravka. It just seems like a no-brainer, right? And I can still start Ariola, but I probably... Yeah, see, yeah, Dubravka could only get a one point, but what if he gets save points? What if they nick a clean sheet out of nowhere? You just... Like, why would I go in with no goalkeeper? I, I don't really get... I don't really get it, to be honest. I, mean, I didn't bring in Dubravka last week, so I'm more than happy to play Ariola this week, but... If he's not fit, he's not fit, you know? So that that's basically what will That's what will dictate it. Taking a hit for Debravka would have lost you four points. Yeah, but I think you're missing the point. I'm not saying I should have taken a hit last week. I'm saying this week I might take a hit for Pedro Paro, basically. Because I think Cash might get benched. Gay and Taylor probably concede and just go for the upside of Paro, even though Newcastle will probably score against Spurs. Thoughts on wildcard? I have three injuries and want to get rid of Darwin, Saka, Simicast, and Gay. Well, first of all, you don't need to get rid of three of those players. 
Like, Darwin and Simicast will almost certainly start against Palace. Like, can I guarantee you starts after that? No, but they just got benched against Sheffield United. So they'll almost certainly start Palace. And Saka definitely doesn't need to be sold. I think this is one of the worst times you could sell Saka, to be honest with you. So I would say relax and don't wildcard. One thing to say, though, is if Double Game Week 20 doesn't get announced this week, lots of people seem to think it's just not going to happen. In which case, late wildcard is definitely not as good as it looked. But obviously, if you've been able to get through the last few weeks without wildcard in any way, then it's not really a big issue. And you should probably still wildcard 19 or possibly 20, I would say. Isn't it better for you to prioritize Poro over Dubravka? No, I don't think so. If I've not got a goalkeeper, I feel like I should probably bring one in. Because I've got, even though I've got no defenders, I think we'll get a clean sheet. I could just play gay, right? So I think I think not taking a hit for Poro is probably better than not getting a goalkeeper in, if that makes sense. Will we get Liverpool team? Like, honestly, what Liverpool team news are you looking for? Darwin's going to start. Simicast is going to start. Salah's going to start. Kelleher's going to start because I don't think Anderson's back yet. So what? What? What other news do you need? Like Jota, Luis Diaz, maybe Trent, possibly. I guess could he get a rest? Everyone was calling for Pickford's head. I know Pickford. The Pickford pick. I hope the popping is okay. By the way, especially on podcast, the Pickford pick at the start of the season was ridiculed. It was a laughing stock. Everyone was joking about it. Now he's into the top 10. He's just got his third clean sheet of the season. Why did I wildcard him out? Absolutely mad choice that was. Um, but yeah, he's done well. But sometimes that happens. You pick a player. They don't get the points at the time. They get them later on. That can happen sometimes. Uh, you seem feisty tonight. Uh, I don't know about feisty. I'm happy. I uh, got lucky with a Newcastle result. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, any any result that goes your way, I guess, is lucky, right? I just can't figure out when to when to wildcard. Save it a bit longer, nineteen twenty probably. Deal with some of the African Cup of Nations players. Get maybe one one or two more Man City players in potentially. Oh, it's his fourth clean sheet for Pickford. Oh yes, of course it is. Yeah, because he got one, then he got another, and the last two in a row, right? Yeah, Lascelles limped off. That's a big problem. For Newcastle, because now they've got to play another, like, what, their third, fourth choice centre-back? Not ideal. Uh, in Burmo replacements, I mean, take your pick. Sterling, if you want to take the risk on the yellow cards. Huang, if you want to take your risk on the yellow cards. Palmer is a good option. Saka, if you've got the money to go up to him. You take a punt on Kudus. You could go for Bowen. Oh, there's tons of options. I'm probably going to go for Gordon, I think. I, I just need someone... I need someone cheaper than Inbermo so that I can afford to do Darwin to Watkins. That's what I'm going to have to do. Tell me tell me about our defense, how to fix this mess. I don't think you can, right? You either go for Trippier, although it's, it's a really bad week, I think, to bring in Trippier because I don't think Newcastle will get a clean sheet against Spurs. And if he gets the yellow card, he misses the next game. So I don't think you can bring in Trippier this week. Trent is okay, but after Crystal Palace away, he's got two home games against Man United and Arsenal, which is not great. And so who else do you go for? Reese James, when will he be injured? Pedro Porro I like, although he'll probably concede to Newcastle as well. So my defence is terrible, right? Honestly, my five choices are double Arsenal against Villa away, cash against Arsenal at home, 
uh, Gay against Liverpool at home and Taylor against Brighton away. I'm probably not getting a clean sheet from any of them, but who is getting a clean sheet this week, right? And I think anyone that's using transfers on defenders outside of Chelsea or, or Spurs this week, they're probably not bringing in a great option anyway. Like Man United could be good because they got Bournemouth at home. Bournemouth are doing really well right now. Yeah, exactly. Colwell seems fine. That's a Chelsea defender, right? So unless you're bringing in Chelsea or Spurs, not a huge amount of other options. Uh, how is Trent against United not great? Because I think Man United will score. So then you're hoping for attacking returns, which Trent is perfectly capable of, of course. But he also costs 8 million, right? So for most people, it's not that easy to, to get to. I'm not trying to put you off buying Trent. You should get him if you want him. Um, but yeah, I'm not particularly worried about him, I would say. Also, I said this on, for anyone that's not listened to my transfer tips video earlier, I think the Trent situation right now is very similar to the Trippier one, where Trippier went on a run, all of a sudden he's essential, he can do no wrong, the fixtures turn, and then so do his points, and I think Trent is a similar situation. He's had really good fixtures last five or six game weeks, and now in the next six game weeks he's got three away games, which are the best fixtures on paper, and the, uh, sorry, the home games are... Man United, Arsenal, and Newcastle, which I know games that Liverpool could concede in every single one. So I don't know. Like Trent's great, right? Of course he is. He's been brilliant for like what four or five seasons now. But he's also a lot of money. Is Garnacho or McTominay a goodbye Anish uh, member for two months? I mean, if you need a really cheap midfielder, you could take a punt on them, but they'd really need to be funding something big like Trippier or Trent. Otherwise, I would just ignore them. I would still rather have Huang or Palmer or someone like that. Man United's fixtures are not the greatest either, I would say. Um, is YouTube your full-time job? Yes. How? I don't know. I don't know how it works. In Burmo to Palmer, yeah, good move. I think for a lot of people it'll be Palmer or Gordon, but there's plenty of other players you could go to as well. Foden, yeah, it's another good shout. Obviously, Luton away, Crystal Palace at home. They do blank in game week 18, though. Uh, Dubravka will rise in price and cash drops. I just... Yeah, I, I am tempted just to make my transfers tonight. Um, I'm not going to do it on stream. I'll have a think about it. But I might just let all the price changes go. And just hope for the best. But a Dubravka rise before Spurs away to go up to 4.1 is very annoying. But is what it is. What are we thinking of triple captain Haaland for game week 60? I'm not interested. I'm just going to use it a double game week as normal. Like, I think if you're going to triple captain Haaland, it's got to be like a good home game. Luton, Bournemouth, Fulham, something like that. Uh, give me two secs, by the way. Everton have had three clean sheets recently and all their defense is ignored by 99%. Yeah, but again, we're trying to predict what's going to happen. We can't go and get points for something that's already happened. Did you think that Everton were going to get clean sheets for those games? If you did, you should have brought in some of their defenders. If you didn't, you made the right call. I mean, the, the only question you've got to ask yourself is, will Everton get clean sheets in the future? And they've got Chelsea at home this week, then it's Burnley away, Spurs away, Man City at home. That seems like a defense worth ignoring i will say though shout out to everton their underlying stats this year are very good both for attack and defense and i was thinking earlier maybe it's a bit reactionary because obviously i was watching their game and they're doing really well but are they out of all the teams you've seen so far for the first six 15 weeks are everton the most surprising team i think they might be i think bournemouth are starting to show promise and maybe are a little bit better than people expected but i think everton probably the biggest surprise, I would say, so far this year. Big improvement on last year. Uh, Prioritise Diaby to Gordon or injured Mitchell to Colwell. Um, 
I mean, Diaby might not start again, right? It's not a guarantee. I, I would... I mean, if you've got no defender, I'd probably just go Carwell. I mean, I'd even be tempted to take a hit, potentially. Rank them as options. Uh, Palmer, Bowen, Sterling, Foden. I would say Bowen, then Sterling, then... Because of the blank I'd, I'd, and the price, I'd maybe put Palmer ahead of Foden. But, like, I think Foden can out... Would definitely... Well, I think Foden's got a great chance of outscoring Palmer next two. But when you add in the blank and the extra money you could spend elsewhere, I'd probably rather go for Palmer than Foden as an FPL option at the moment. What do I think of Bowen as an option? He's always great. He's always going to play 90 minutes. Got that goal threat. No real issue with him, to be honest. Oh, Villa, biggest surprise. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think you can... Um, I think you can have that one, yeah. In fact, they're in third place. They've just smashed Man City. I know it was only 1-0, but the amount of shots they had, etc. Would you keep and play Evan Ferguson for Burnley at home? Yes, 100%. He didn't start the last game, right? So he should start the next one. And that is a great fixture. So I don't see... I think you've got to risk it, right? Who's better out of Gordon and Bowen? I mean, Bowen is better, but there's a big price difference. And so if you've got the money, um, great. And if it's not going to stop you doing anything else, brilliant, get him. Obviously, factor in that Gordon's only 6 million or whatever he is. What are you doing about Imbermo? Should I take a hit to get him out tonight? I mean, if you're absolutely sure who you want to bring in for Imbermo and there's a price change and stuff like that, you could make the move. But I'd be really sure you're buying the right player because who knows what might come up in the press conferences tomorrow. Another big player gets ruled out and all of a sudden your plans might completely change. I think the thing for me, though, is I'm sat here thinking, let's just say on the off chance... Ange has his press conference tomorrow and he says Son's out for two games. Who would I even buy? <laughs> like, there's just no one to spend money on. I guess I put it into defense. Maybe then I get Trent or Trippier. But if I downgrade Son to Bowen, I suppose, then I've got lots more money to spend on in Burmo. <laughs> but I'd probably still just go to someone like Gordon. Honestly, there's no money to spend anywhere. I guess it gives me the easy, I guess it gives me the option of doing Archer to Watkins as well. I guess what I'm trying to say, or think out loud about, is if you do a hit from Imbermo to someone else, what could be affected by the press conference news tomorrow? Maybe not a huge amount, but you never know. You never know. And with the midweek fixtures, you know, extra games, extra minutes for some players, bearing in mind not all players and teams are used to playing these extra games, maybe it's worth waiting. It really depends how tight the money is for you. You'll have to look at that individually. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against. Um, I'm not against gambling on early price. Uh, sorry, early transfers to get price changes. I just think you need to be sure who you're going for. Like if you're sat there thinking, I don't know whether to get Gordon. I don't know whether to get Stern. I like Huang. I don't have Palmer. And you're just buying one of them because they're going up in price. You might regret that tomorrow. Yeah, Sterling is a risk on four yellows. The thing I would say is you're you're selling in Burmo, who's who was blanking in eighteen anyway. So it's maybe not quite as bad to bring in a player that's not blanket that might get suspended, especially if you haven't got a huge amount of other issues in your team. So the big players on four yellow cards are probably Douglas Louise, um, Trippier, Sterling, and Huang. I think they're the main four that people might be looking at. Nobody talking about Bowen. I feel like that's all people have done. He's just scored, right? So people are talking about him a lot. I mean, would you be talking about him if he hadn't scored? Maybe not. Son out for Bowen minus four. 
No chance. I mean, maybe if Son's injured, but absolutely no chance. Is Garnacho an option? Um, I think his minutes are pretty secure at the moment. I think it it doesn't harm him that Man United just played really well against Chelsea and Rashford didn't get on to the last 10 minutes or so. I think even if Rashford does come into the team, right now it looks like he's going to come in on the right for Anthony. And Garnacho's just played back-to-back 90 minutes. So... I think when you when you go for a pick like McTominay or Garnacho, they're really cheap. So if it goes wrong, it's not the end of the world. But you're never going to be completely sure they're 100% nailed on. Even McTominay, I think he's played 90 minutes or so in the last like six or seven games. But if he was suddenly not in the 11, nobody would be shocked, right? If Fernandez was out of the 11, we'd all be shocked. But if McTominay or Garnacho comes out, yeah, it could happen at any point. But... That's why they're so cheap, right? So I I don't hate it as a punt, but Man United's fixtures are not great after Bournemouth at home. Uh, Moisture said Ariola should be ready for the weekend. Did he say that? For sure. I can't see. I'll take your word for that. I can't see it anywhere. Um, hopefully it'll come out later on. Do you think Reese James could start the next five and five? I mean, do you think he could? I'm presuming probably not. Like, uh, I think even if Reese James is fully fit, he might not even start all the games. And then you've got the problem that he's never fully fit for very long. I don't think he starts the next five. Like, if you look at... So I think, right, if he's come away from that Man United game with no knee pain or anything like that, I think he definitely starts against Everton. And I agree that Sheffield United is six days later, so that could happen as well. But between... Sheffield United and Wolves, they got a Carabao Cup quarterfinal against Newcastle, and I think they're going to go full strength. So if he plays against Sheffield United and plays the Carabao Cup, he is surely getting benched against Wolves. Then he plays against Palace, and the next game, Luton, is three days later. So he could get benched for that one as well. I just I just think Reese James from like a season or so ago would have got rushed straight back into that Man United game. And the fact they benched him kind of tells me that maybe he just had such an issue that he had to be benched. But I feel like they're managing it, managing him a little bit more. I, I just can't bring myself to do it. I just, as soon as he got benched after being, after not playing for ten games, uh, sorry, ten days, and then still couldn't start the next game. I, I just don't think I can be dealing with that. But to be honest, I'm looking at Thiago Silva, and I mean, Reese James could score enough in one game to outscore Thiago Silva in three. Or Colwell, I'm looking at as well. I think eventually I'll go for Colwell because he's 0.5 million less than Thiago Silva. But Thiago Silva's absolutely nailed on. It's just it's just really hard to justify when Reese James is only 0.4 million more. Like if Reese James is 6.4, none of us are looking at him. Um and we're probably, you know, looking at Colwell and Thiago Silva. It's just the 5.4. Which is super annoying. Yeah, the cup, the cup game's the problem. I, I think Poro over James. I think the only reason you go Reese James is if you're going for both. I just think, like, Poro has no injury concerns. He's playing 90 minutes every single game. I don't think he will get rested over Christmas. It could happen, right? But I'm not sure it's very likely. And the fixtures are okay. He's very attacking as well. I just, I, just, I cannot back James over Poro. I kind of hope it works out because I love Reese James. I just... I'm not sure about it. Batista, thank you very much. Sell two of Ariola, LaSalle's cash in Burmo. Um, 
Yeah, maybe all maybe all four. I mean, in Burma, he's taken up a lot of your money, right? So I'd probably sell him then then Ariola if you got no goalkeeper. Is it safe to go to game week twenty without Haaland? Have Gay and Burma and Simicast to solve, and think I'm better off waiting until twenty to swap with Salah. It could work absolutely. I think a lot of people are in that position now where they've got so many injuries that Haaland has to take a back seat in terms of in terms of transfer, and that's absolutely fair enough, right? You've got to take the new information in. I mean, obviously, Haaland's going to be very heavily capped in this week. It's a good fixture. Palace at home, he's always good at home. Um, 19 is Everton away. Could get points there as well. But, yeah, it might be the case for your team. It's better to go without. Right, we'll just go through a few more questions because it is late. All right, it's past my bedtime now. I should already already be asleep at 20 to 11. Uh, Bowen or Palmer cash isn't an issue. Definitely Bowen. What are all the price changes for tonight? If you go to Fantasy Football Hub, you can check them out. Um, I'm not going to go through them all. We've already talked about price changes quite a bit. So I think Darwin will start 100%. You've got no doubts about that, really. Hopefully, he can claw back some of the score that Watkins got in the Bournemouth game. Probably not, though. Uh, how nailed is going? Actually, just, just uh, spoke about that. Are Aston Villa assets being slept on? Who, though? I mean, everyone pretty much owns Watkins. So who else is there, really? Difficult to choose the replacement for Imbermo. I'm thinking about Gordon Bowen and Foden. Gordon away, not good. Bowen legs might be tired after that fight. And Foden in Christmas, maybe minutes risk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those things you said. I mean, I wouldn't worry about Gordon not being a good away from home, right? They have had some tricky-ish away fixtures, I think. Oh, I guess Bournemouth. Everton, not really. Though Everton like playing really well. I don't know. I, I like Gordon as a pick. To be honest, I like the price as well. Fulham's Robinson. I just can't back Fulham defence. It's just not very good. I know they just kept a clean sheet against Forest, but generally I wouldn't expect too much from Fulham. That that match has not really made me think about getting any of them, to be honest with you. Worth starting an Arsenal defender against Villa. I mean, it depends what your alternatives are, right? Like for me, Gabriel and Saliba are the most nailed on to start. Well, they're not actually. Gay and Taylor will probably start as well. But the Arsenal defence is just better than Palace and Brighton. That's why I'm starting two of them. Just uh, just a lack of alternatives. Like if I could play, if I could have Poro, Udogi, and Thiago, or, or Reese James all of a sudden, then yeah, maybe I'd go for them. But um, I think I've got to play an Arsenal one. And a lot of people will be in that position. Is Adingra nailed on to start? I wouldn't say nailed, but he's first choice 11 for sure. Uh, McTominay has slept on. Boy can't stop scoring. Nobody talks about him. We talked about him a lot in, in this stream. I think he's also being talked about because he has just scored, though. Like, if he'd blanked, we wouldn't be talking about him despite him doing well before that. One of Bowen, Son, Watkins, or Trent, I have Simicass. I mean, out of all those, I'd probably still go Son if he's not injured. Otherwise, Watkins is a great long-term hold. In fact, probably Watkins because Son's going to go to the Asia Cup eventually. Son interview after the game is absolutely fine. There'll be no issue for Sunday. Who said that? I haven't seen anything about Ariola, by the way, either. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Baker 343. Son interview after the game is absolutely fine. There'll be no issue for Sunday. <laughs> well, the issue is that he's playing for Spurs, but that's separate. Uh, yes. So Son should be fine. That is good. So I've gone from being in a strong position to needing a, to transfer five players and I already used a wildcard. I think one thing I would say, and it's difficult to do this because obviously prices are changing, but I would I would try and sleep on it if you can. It might not seem so bad tomorrow. You might get 
information from the press conferences which passes one or two of your players fit um and like even if you've got five players injured that need dealing with you don't necessarily need to transfer them all out straight away like i would say my defense needs work but i don't need to transfer out two or three or i can focus on other focus on other areas instead so it's not although you think you probably need five transfers you probably don't need all of them straight away 46 points are great this week. How can there are no good defenders? It's just it's just the way FPL is working at the moment. I mean, Chelsea might surprise us soon. They've got great fixtures. I'm really tempted to get a Chelsea defender as soon as I can. Moy said they were expecting Ariola to be fine for today, but he wasn't. I just worry because Fabianski had a pretty good game. Is it worth taking the risk on him? I, mean, I, I don't think I can make early transfers. I've just seen a stat. John McKenzie... Around 92% of West Ham's XG tonight was created by Spurs. I mean, Newcastle must be similar, no? With Trippier. On wildcard, tempted by Rao Jimenez and Willian till 24. Is that a bit silly? Um, Not silly. I think they're good prices. I'd maybe only have one, though. I feel like if you've got one, you should have enough money to upgrade the other one, but maybe not. Bit confused about Newcastle with them being knackered. Okay, here's what I'll say about Newcastle being knackered. We need to be careful. Like, I do think they probably are struggling a little bit now because although a lot of their although they've still got some really good players in that first 11 because they don't have the rest of the squad to rotate it probably is playing a part but we need to be careful about not creating a narrative because do you remember in game week 10 where some people kept newcastle players some of us wild carded them out they drew what is it two all with wolves and after that game what did everyone say Newcastle are looking tired and then they got the clean sheet against Arsenal and it was all forgotten right now I'm not maybe they did get a lot of rest and stuff over the international break maybe they did become maybe they got more sleep I don't know maybe they now are tired but I just think it's very easy to say they're tired when they've just lost whereas like literally like three or four days ago there was no talk about that so they, they could be tired from playing a midweek game and not having the rest of their squad but I feel like it's also easy to say because they've lost against what has been a fairly decent Everton team so far this season. I my, I would generally just not panic on Newcastle unless obviously you've got Lascelles maybe and he could be out. you got Gordon, you keep him. you got Trippier, you keep him. you got Dubravka, you keep him. you got Shea, you keep him. Isaac, you keep him. Um, You know, do you bring their players in? Eh, maybe you could avoid them if you wanted to, but you'd want to have a pretty good pretty good alternative i would say like i'm not going to bring in huang just because i'm worried about newcastle being tired i'm still going to get gordon i would say should i sell botman now he's still got botman that's crazy um i mean wait and see what eddie howe says tomorrow he's not going to give you any info i guess but botman must be getting a bit closer at this point surely they need him desperately where was this newcastle performance against united i mean newcastle are just very good at home as well and man united were poor in that game Newcastle just outplayed them. And then Man United were very good at home against Chelsea. They're really good. You still got Botman. I mean, it might work out really nicely. Would you still buy Trippier? I think it depends what the route to get him is. I've looked at it. Like, instead of doing Imbermo to Gordon, I could do Imbermo to a £5 million midfielder or less and get Trippier. But with him on four yellow cards, I just don't think I can do it. 
In Burma and LaSalle's no bench, a hit? Yes, quite possibly. I'm probably going to take a hit as well if Ariona's not an option. Man City have two awesome fixtures and a blank. That is true. 15% still got SGP in it. I mean, he'd be great if he was around. Romero has scored only three points fewer than Poro for 0.4 million cheaper. I know, and Romero scored three goals, but I'm, I am I just think going forward, if I had to bet on who's going to continue returning more, I'd say Poro over Romero. But yeah, if you think if you think Spurs are going to get clean sheets, you could save that money and get Romero instead. Okay, I'm going to leave it there because we've already gone longer than I thought we were going to, and it is getting late. I need to get this uploaded on, pod- on podcast as well. So thank you very much for joining me. If you have in, uh, if you have enjoyed that impromptu stream, and if you really enjoyed Everton's three goals today, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Thank you very much to everyone that's rating five stars on podcast as well. I saw on Spotify we're nearly up to uh, 1,000 five-star ratings. So if you haven't done that already, make sure you do that. Um, I will have team selection tomorrow. I'll talk through whether I've made any transfers in that or which ones I'm thinking about doing. Uh, and I will also do final thoughts after the press conference, which is probably going to be a um, a good one this week. So, yeah, make sure to check all that out. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, evening, night, whatever it is. And I will catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.